Live from the shattered realm of Outland beyond the Dark Portal, it's Super Gamecast 2. You know, I, I think that was pretty good. That was pretty good. That was pretty it's not good. not for all, but that was pretty good. That, I, I tried, man. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. I was like, live, live, live. Yeah, yeah, dude, like. No, like, load up Chris Metzen's voice when he's doing, like, <laughs> it's just, like, one of the dark, like, the, the, the like, narration for the original TBC. Yeah. And you're just like, fuck, dude. God damn it. Oh, god damn it. Hey, my name is Aaron Reynolds. I'm joined by Bronson uh, Fiore here. Hi. This is, <laughs> this is Super Game Cast 2. This is our little home on Twitch. And uh, on Spotify and iTunes, uh, for you audio lovers out there, uh, where we talk about video games and... Video games. We, we talk video games, but we could talk about anything we want. What do you want to talk about, Bronson? This. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. I was ho- hoping for something off-topic, but you know what? Your life has been entirely this, so let's... Yeah, this and insurance, what? right? Like, that's been it. <laughs> right, I don't want to talk about insurance. No no offense to your job. No, it's no. okay. I don't, I don't... Like, I'm sitting, like... Quinn was, like, <laughs> bitching about work on the Guild Discord this morning, and I was just like, bruh... You want to talk? Let me show you about what I'm reading about right now, and I just sent him a I sent him a slide from the PowerPoint I was reading because I have to get my I have to redo all my certificates for the year of 2021, and it was just <laughs> fucking just Lord, so good. Yeah, Great. like uh, yeah. let me see if I could. Oh God damn it! Okay, hold on. Let me mm-hmm. if I exit full screen. Well, yeah. Okay, so. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna. I need okay. To, I need hold to. It's gonna look weird, everyone, on the, the. Uh, oh, thing. what is happening? Oh no! Oh goodness! There we go. There we go. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. That's fine. Uh, I forgot. I forgot to do the pop out thing. Um. So hold on. Now we got two Discord windows. But no, like I sent, I sent him a slide that said uh, this. Let me pull it up. Uh, God damn it! Uh, hold on, where is this lucky boy? Beneficiaries who qualify for both Medicare and Medicaid are considered dual eligible. Dual mm. eligible beneficiaries include beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare Part A and or Medicare Part B in receiving more Medicaid benefits and or assistance with Medicare premiums or cost sharing. The Medicaid programs that help beneficiaries pay for these premiums or cost sharing are also known as Medicare Savings Programs. These programs generally fall under four categories, and then it proceeds to go into those. What are the categories? Red, blue, green, oh. yellow. The Qualified Medicare Beneficiary Fans Plan Firaga. QMB Program. I don't know. I'm trying to liven this up. Health pay premium deductibles, co-insurance and co-payments for Part A and Part B or both programs. Yay. (sighs) Yeah, so that's that's the kind. That's like what I am trying to beat into my head uh, again, even though nine times out of ten, you don't you you don't use it. You like like like, like this is what I tell them. This is what it covers. This is what it costs. All right, let's do this. Yep. Uh, so, but yeah. uh, right. outside of that, the, 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 once again, this, 
That has largely <laughs> been my life. All uh, right. Is there is there anything new you would like to add in regards to your dive back into drugs? Well, so now we went through the dark portal. The expansion actually started. Now it's not just. Oh, God. That's right. This actually is like open now. So we can talk about uh, Burning Crusade classic proper. At yeah, this point. not like pre-patch. We we the 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 adventurers of Azeroth went through the dark portal. Um, it was so. First off, I feel like the classic community has a new type of mental sickness. A that, new type, new yeah, mental sickness just dropped. Uh, yeah, like for MMOs because right. because like. I feel at times these people don't even play this game for enjoyment. <laughs> it is just like an EXP per hour simulator. Like, like it sounds like drug addiction. Like literally, like I'm playing the game fun. I'm out questing. I'm, I'm, you know, on an adventure. I occasionally go do a dungeon. I'm chatting with my friends. It's a good time. No, these dudes are just like they get four of them together. And they just find whatever the most efficient way to get experiences, EXP per hour. Wow. And that is all they worry about until they are capped. And, like, like it's just, like, it, like we were kind of, like, making fun of it in Guild Chat. It's just, like, at what point is this not a video game anymore? And just, like, uh, like just in, like, mental sickness. Like, you, like, you just... <laughs> Because, like, I, you know, I'm, yeah, there's going to be some of that with an MMO, like, of, like, okay, we're, we want to grind this out as fast as we can to yeah. get into whatever it is, you know, what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But, like, bruh, you know, like, I have people in fucking, like, chat looking for groups that are only taking specific classes because it'll run the dungeon slightly faster. That's weird. Okay. Or, or like on launch day. Oh, this one was funny. On launch day, I, so I play on a PvP server, um, uh-huh. and on launch day, the same people were like not going to um, <laughs> were not going to quest out in the open world to avoid the ganking. So they were just going to run the same two to three dungeons over and 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 over again. Okay. So, like, literally, they would, like, go in... So the first dungeon of TBC is known as Hellfire Ramparts. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you go in, and, like, you go in, you loop back, and then they would go out, hit the reset button, then come back in. And they would do this literally over and over, and I'm just like... And, like... I'm out in the open world questing and like yeah there's like some ganking going on but not enough to justify what these people are doing. <laughs> you know, like right. And, and sometimes you know what the ganking is fun. You know, like sometimes like having like you see like you'll see like a horde off the distance questing and then he looks at you, and you will look at each other and you're like all right man is this going to go down? Is it going down? <laughs> and then, like, you, he goes back to questing. You're like, all right, we're good. We're cool. And then yeah. you just quest in the area, like, always just kind of side-eyeing the guy. Like, is he going to fuck me up? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like, there's always that tension. And then you're like, good. 
Or sometimes they just straight up go and just fucking and you end up in a fight. Right. Um, I actually, uh, I actually had a really good moment uh, up questing early on where like there's this like big toxic poison area with these really tough mobs, and I kill was in the middle of a fight with one, and this druid just comes up as I'm about to like as I finish the fight and I'm starting to heal up, and he just comes up and ganks me, and then he does mm-hmm. it again a little later, and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> fine so I go and I finish that quest and I see that dude later in the area but I got my mage friend with me and we just corpse camp this dude for like four deaths and we're just uh. like and we're just like who's the bitch now uh, <laughs> and it's fucking awesome I love it like I love what I love about a pvp server it is just a constant cycle of vengeance yeah like it's yes. just it's just a constant cycle of you getting fucked and then you later fucking them. Um, and, it, and it's it's like always hilarious to me. Uh, like, perfect example is like me and my guildies were questing in Zangermarsh. And if, unless you were in a four pack or better and you were Horde, you were not going to quest in this area when we were around. Like this was two mages, two warriors, and a warlock. Like, it, like the the second we would like see horde, we'd be like, get him, <laughs> get that motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, um. And, and like, the reason is one, you're taking quest resources from us, and two, we have been in situations where if we let you gather, you're mm-hmm. gonna do that to our five pack. And then this shit's gonna turn into like a forty v forty out here, right? Uh, God damn! God damn! I've seen that happen. That was what was going on at the dark portal before it opened. There was straight up right. like uh, like a forty v forty zerg, uh, like happening down at the, po- the the little hole by the portal, and like the alliance would take it, and then the horde would take it. It was just like this literal like it was a battleground, not in a battleground. Like it was it was awesome. Just see all these dudes like just like in and out like super intense. Um, okay. Yeah, and, God damn. And yeah, I just uh, because I was a big raider at the end of classic. I um, I like didn't uh, I, a lot of my gear isn't being replaced yet. Um, like, like, like I've, right. I'm only replacing some minor pieces. Um, and if you're actually in tier three, which is the best gear of original WoW, it's like the fucking super, 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 super hard stuff to get. Some of that stuff is actually your best in slot before you get into raiding in Burning Crusade. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Like if you're a prop warrior, like I am, mm-hmm. and you have the Dreadnought set from uh, Nax Ramus. Yeah. In vanilla, you're literally keeping some of that until you get your tier four. Wow. It's, okay. Yeah, it's stupid good. Huh. Um, nice. Which is hilarious to me. But what's but like speaking of hilarious to me also, and that mental sickness, I want to talk about the world first race. Yes, this world first race you've been talking to me about before this podcast started. Yeah. So the so one person hit level seventy in under twenty four hours. Wow. Yep. Uh, the let's put it this way: the best in our guild did it last night. 
Wow. So, Jesus. Like, I'm about to hit 65. I will probably hit 65 tonight, depending on how long my insurance stuff takes. Um, right. So, I'm halfway there. Quinn's a little over halfway there. Man. Um, it, it, well, it's just it's just a longer grind. As no, 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 and it's good because again, like this is a whole new product. Like you want it to take up time. You don't want to just be able to blow through it like that, right? And like, like I miss when the leveling experience mattered, right? Like, d- don't get me like I liked in Shadowlands and BFA and Le- like I've loved most of the leveling after Wrath, mm-hmm. but. Pand- other than Pandaria, all of it has just gone by super quick, just sure. so fat. Like, like, like once again. Um, uh, hold on a sec. Yeah, someone messaged me. Um, other than um, like like Shadowlands, I hit cap in two and a half days. Oof. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, it was a it, it, it was a it was a fun like, it was a good story. I had a great time. Uh, 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 you know, I had a great time uh, I, with it. You know, and it was a fun story, but it was very fast. Legion took me, you know, about four days. BFA BFA just took me a week, but I was busy at work at the time. I was gonna say, is this like, are these expansions dropping on like a weekend, and you're putting all of your time into it, or are you trying to split this between work and still getting it they, done? They typically drop. They typically drop on a Tuesday. Okay, but so you're still getting them done like by the weekend. Yeah, like like by the time weekend rolls around, I am there, or on that Friday night I get there. Gotcha. Um, you know, or I take time off. Uh, that's what right. happened for, for, uh, Battle for Azeroth, is I took two days off and, and hit, and almost hit cap in those two days, and then came back on Friday and whew, straight through. Okay. Um, yeah, so, I, and I think that's, uh, versus this, where, like, granted, I'm not taking the most optimal path. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was taking the most optimal path, I would install a quest add-on to tell me where to go. Versus I'm playing the old man way of reading the quest text. And well, if you go southeast to the thingamajig, you know. And I mean, you know where that is, right? In some cases, yes. In some cases, no. Oh, okay. Um, All right. So, because uh, in original... It has been Crusade, a while. It has, one, it has been 14 years. And two, you know, original Burning Crusade, uh, I did not... I don't... It, it's kind of the weird middle child for me out of the original trilogy. Really? Where, like, I still really enjoyed it, but I played so much vanilla, I kind of was a little burnt out when TBC came out. So I didn't, like, obsess over it as much. Okay. Versus, like, Wrath of the Lich King and vanilla, I can tell you where every little thing is everywhere. Well, it's very interesting you say that, because, like, the excitement in your voice and hearing like burning crusade coming after you've been playing vanilla classic it feels like this is your chance to dive into burning crusade real hard it is and that's part of the reason i've really been liking it because like it's it is a very fresh experience for me right like like i did burning crusade but i pvp'd a lot i got carried a lot like i you know it was was a 
it was a lighter experience, right? Like it yeah, was, it yeah. was a, it was, it was not an obsession. And, you know, and I was in high school, so I was playing football and playing Halo and you yep. know dating and other shit. Versus like Wrath of the Lich King came out in the second half of high school, which means my senior year, which I was very much had nothing to do besides play World of Warcraft because I only needed to pass one class, and then um, you know, and then like. And it was, just, you know, and like it was, you know, I, I had a long, that long break and all this other stuff. So it ended up being really, you know, goddamn appealing. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's, yeah. That's how that went. Uh, yeah. So I, I think. Uh, but yeah. So the world. So the first person hit it in under 24 hours. Which I'm just like, you know, like once again, I'm boot. I booted up the game to see what my guild is at right now. Mm-hmm. Out of curiosity, like how many people we have and where, mm-hmm. and the fir- we got one person who is at seventy, and uh, they they hit that yesterday night. Then the next closest person is sixty seven, and then a pair of sixty sixes, and then a ton of sixty fives and sixty fours. And All right, that's where most people are kind of hanging out because like. Uh, and to you know, so, and that seems like a reasonable pace. Looking around the server, like the general vibe I get from looking at the looking for groups uh, chat, most people are somewhere between sixty five and sixty eight. Okay, that have like jobs and lives to maintain. Sure. Um, ver- and then like the people who can fucking go. Real fucking crazy banana ham with it are you know of course seventy and then some. So you remember so, there there was a giant bomb clip. It was Unprofessional Fridays where Jan told the story about the people that sat out in front of his store and played some nonsense game on their phone for like twelve hours a day, and they somehow had like cars because like their parents were rich or something. So that. All they would do is have like their fruit smoothies or whatever it was, and then play like some game out front. That's and really then, weird. But then, like would pass out in like their bathroom, and Jan like was pissed at them. But then later they were invited to his birthday party, and they like got like some wine, and they signed their own names on the wine and gave it. To- anyway, I think of those people when I hear these people that are like, they don't do anything else. Like I, here I, we are, I we're mean, gonna do this. I mean, yeah, some people just are. I'm, I guess, fortunate enough. I don't know. <laughs> and like, depends on how you define fortunate when like, it comes to uh, needing to play World of Warcraft for 14 hours a day. Oh, right, but like fortunate enough to have like that level of free time and yes, like lack of responsibility. I guess, like you know, like maybe they're not using it in the best way they could. In all honesty, but like, sure. Uh, but you know, like you know, like I always because I always do kind of wonder that, like. Like, you know, we, we in the guild, you know, have joked about, um, the character's name is Lesbian Tanox. Okay. And, like, we always, you know, and they're, they're the first 70, they're a mage. And we always just, just like, like, I, cause, like, I was waking up at, like, 5 a.m. this week just cause I couldn't sleep and I had work at 7. Oof, so, okay, yeah. I'm waking up at 5, I'm going to bed at, like, 9, 10, sometimes 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, and I see this person on both ends of that spectrum most wow. of the time. So I'm wondering, and the, and most people are saying they're not taking breaks. 
And like the guilt jokes, like when they hit 70, it's like, ah, he's finally going to sleep. Yeah, and like they did, they, you know, they haven't been on as much, but they were still on pretty early today. Because <laughs> I got up at 6 a.m. and started doing my insurance exams and shit. An East uh, Coaster, probably, you think? Oh, uh, yeah, our server's an East Coast server. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so yeah, definitely an East Coaster. But, yeah, so... But, yeah, so, like... And I'm like, okay, this is the only time you're gonna get to, like, re-enjoy it, like, this game. I suppose, yeah, right? And just, like, you're just fucking just... Like, it's like a horde of locusts. <laughs> uh, like, that, like right, like, right now in the LFG tool, looking for mage... Dungeon running spell cleave. For those of you who don't know what spell cleave is, that is where you get a group of mages and warlocks as your only DPS in a party, and you just AOE everything in the dungeon now. No yeah. thought, no strategy, yeah. no, nothing. You know, and you pick dungeons that are that you're going to get experience from. Maximum bright lights. But uh, yeah, that, no, that's that's true. Even in classic. Because, like, we, we did a party, like, in pre-patch of two warlocks and two mages, and it's mm -hmm. literally just a rain of fire and ice. Oh, my God. It's so good. It, it, it That is always cool. It's, I not, it's not like, it's obviously not good, like, if you're trying to create difficulty or strategy or anything, but if you just want to nuke a whole dungeon just because you can... That sounds fun, right? And they're and they always pick a dungeon that's like one level below them, so they're still getting plenty of experience, but just going through as fast as possible. And they're just mm -hmm. doing it again and again and again and again. The and again and again. And again that's and again and again. where it gets. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yes, these people are fucking crazy. Okay. You know, and like, yeah, they're getting some loot from it, of course. But I'm just like sitting here, just being like, I'll need help. Like, I like, <laughs> like, I like, I want to like. Po like I want to post in the World of Warcraft like like power grinding forums that Michael Jordan meet and just like get some help. Yeah, like, <laughs> Stop it. Yeah, um, like because they need to become like World of Warcraft Doctor Phil and like invite one on. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like we've invited a spell cleaver. What yeah. is your problem? <laughs> like, like why do you want to not and like why do you want to not play this game? that you're paying for, but, you know, fine, whatever. <laughs> um, so there's that. That that in itself is funny to me, but uh, yeah. the world... So the ra the world first raids got taken down in under 48 hours. Sure. Um, which was wild. Like, fucking, like... Now, We're granted, not changing any of this stuff, right? Like, everything that the way this dungeon works or raid so works. So, the only thing, they're, they're not changing mechanics, they did change numbers. So, oh. a, a lot of the numbers when the Burning Crusade launched were considered broken. Okay. Um, and uh, so they got nerfed a little bit or like changed to be a little mm -hmm. easier. But they yeah. said, okay, now we're going to law because people blew, have, you know, people have gotten a lot better at these games. Right. Since these, since back in the day, of course. Like, uh, and so for a perfect example is when WoW Classic came out. The first raid was down within four days. Wow. Um, you know. All right. So like, people have figured, and private servers have been running this entire time, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, mm -hmm. so they they are, so they're like, okay, so we're gonna launch this with the original raid numbers. 
So this oh. is so this is technically going to be harder. Right. This horde of locusts gives no fucks. <laughs> all right, let me tell you. All three of the first raids were downed within 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, now, and in some cases, the best part of this is these motherfuckers weren't even full. These weren't even raids filled with 70s yet. There were mm. people dinging 68 and 69 and 70 inside the raids. Now, granted, granted, they did have the best of the best gear and classic. So that means they like carried over some of that into their pre-raid bis, and you know they know all this other stuff. But like, the best gear doesn't require seventy. Um, I mean, the best gear in the game does, but the best gear in like vanilla classic, I got like okay. is pre is like, listen, the last set of gear that came out for classic was so unbelievably stupid good that it carried all the way to the end of Burning Crusade. Okay, fair enough. Um, like, you would be replacing it in, like, the first and second raid. But they just started the first raid, so... Right. There you go. So, like, and, like, I'm watching the... Oh, and then also, the last super secret boss of the first raid that, like, you're technically not supposed to do until you have gear, got down, and it's a ten-person boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got killed with nine people. Because the warlock disconnected during it. All right. Um, and also the kill was even more impressive because they couldn't see the AOE pool things on the floor because it was bugged. Cool. <laughs> um, once again, crazy people. Yes. Absolute crazy people. I I don't understand how playing this game this way like. Like, these people I understand a little bit more, because, like, it's a challenge. Right. Yeah. Uh, like, the the people who are, like, the, the power grind, EXP per hour people, I don't, I don't get, I don't get how people get the enjoyment from it. Like, it, it's, it's very fucking strange to me. I mean, uh, I understand that everyone has their different ways of having fun in a game. Yeah, uh, like there are people who in this game who play this game that enjoy the fishing mini game. Right. Ray Ray does. Yeah, and he makes thousands upon thousands of gold because <laughs> he enjoys fishing, and no one and very few people do. So he can put that shit on the auction house to sell the alchemist to make fat stacks. That was my last memory of old school RuneScape. Was me like realizing I was never going to get to the higher level RuneScape, and so I just started fishing a lot. Um, um, I, bet, I bet, I bet, yeah, I bet that is rewarding. You know, so, so yeah, like, like, and that's kind of been what's been happening. Like, I, uh, I switched back to playing a prot warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, because basically what happened was, is in the lead up to the expansion, our guild's like, we sort of have tanks. Not really. We have a tank. Mm-hmm. We have a tank and then a bunch of candidates for tank. Like, people who could be good tanks. And I just sighed, and I was just like, <sighs> okay. Yep. Yep. And I just hopped back on my warrior, and I set up a bunch of gold so he could buy his epic mount, and I was like, alright. Back to the old job. Mage, it was fun while you lasted. Yep. Uh, yep. Um, <sighs> but actually, what's ended up happening is, I is like... 
I'm going to use my mage to level with people who are, like, a little slower. So, like, Anthony and Ray can't start until this week. So, like, I, so I'm like, that's perfect. My mage can hang with them. My warrior can be for to be with the other tryhards. Mm-hmm. It's a good time. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so yeah. Like, that, that's been kind of my my life. I know we've been doing what we've been playing first this uh, this week, or the past yeah. two weeks, because just, Felt like, like one, the news hasn't been exactly the most, you know, like, crazy thing in the world. Right. But, and then also just like, this has literally been like my, like all of my free time. Yeah. And in all honesty, <laughs> some of my not free time. Um, <laughs> I mean, such as right now. That, uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but you know, MMOs, they are, they are flexible in that you can, you yeah. can have them up and doing whenever, as long as you are able to be at your desk. As long as you're able to be at your desk and talk and you're doing something that doesn't require a lot of focus. Yep. Like, yeah, you're fine. Like, I like. Or even just like, like the thing about MMOs is that when you like get into the world and the community, like you feel like a sense of like you're comfortable there. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't have it up now, but there have been a number of podcasts where I just took my character to Limsa Laminsa and just like sat down and everyone's just like hanging out and there's like this awesome music going and everyone's just having a good time. And I'll just leave my character there. Uh, yeah. while, while I do it because it's just nice yeah and the thing is is like in the case of classic it's because it's like you need people so often like you right. you, you, you like it, it, it's like it's like so often you need people for questing right. or anything like at, at least a fourth of my time playing at minimum is spent in the guild discord just shooting the shit with people sure um, yeah. Not not even if I don't even if I don't want or need a group. It's just like yeah, someone fucking just you you want to find a community of people like that, people that you can feel belonging to. You can you can browse around an MMO looking for groups and you'll find one eventually. Uh, yeah, like the, like the, this the the reason Anthony and I have really gelled with this one because he's gotten into this. He's like like he's like yeah, dude, the, the, this game requires you to have like it, it makes you. It literally yeah. makes you, you know, like, cause like I, I played, I, you play retail. Wow. You play final fantasy. It encourages it for sure. Yeah. Like, but it doesn't make you like right. this game literally says, no, 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 no. <laughs> if you want to progress, you go make friends. Yes. Uh, right. Um, so yeah. Um, uh, yeah, like like that's that's been, yeah, like that and that, and, it, and it's no. I'm trying to, dude. I can't remember the last time a game booked me this way. Like I like the the time I've known you, that there's not been a game that hooks you the way World of Warcraft does. Like Dragon Ball Fighters was pretty close. Like the Dragon thing Ball about, Fighters and Heroes of the Storm. Like Dragon Ball Fighters was the only reason Dragon Ball Fighters didn't is like Dragon Ball Fighters. I eventually had to, I had to take breaks. Because mm-hmm. of how intense it was, <laughs> sure. Like I was just like, like I can't get like it, it was literally just like I can't keep up this level of stress and focus. I yeah. will literally just melt my brain. Yep, yep. Um, Heroes of the Storm like had a, had an issue of like I want like I enjoyed it a lot and I would play it a like unhealthy amounts but mm. I, I had to always at least get one person on with me or else i'd stop after like a couple matches just because I mean, for for a, for a game like that like i feel like you 
it's good to have a group of people to run with. Um. So, but so, but like, if I get like Ray on with me or Anthony or just yeah. like, like one person from our posse, dude, it would like it, it was it was like Brad with Dota two, right? Like, do you? I'm sure you've we've all heard or you know you and I giant Bob fans have all heard that YouTube clip of Brad and Dota two. Yeah, just just like yeah, I woke up, you know, uh, you know, needle in the hand. Yeah, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know if I was playing. You know, just, just you know, woke up. You know, you, you know, yep. and, I, and I and I was still playing. I was still yep. playing. I was still at the keyboard. Um, <laughs> like, and, and yeah, that's kind of what it was for a little bit. Like with our group, because like I remember Ray and I back when Heroes of the Storm was like new, like mm-hmm. new new. Uh, we would go, we would go, because we worked at the same job and almost were at the same schedule. He got off an hour earlier than I did. Right. So, we, he would drive over to the place I was working at, because we were, because we were in separate buildings, same job. Yeah. So, he would drive over to my building, and after he would drive over to my building, I'd sit down, chill on the couch for an hour, talk with clients, whatever it was, and then we would both leave and drive to my house, and I would make... 12 eggs uh mm. six for each of us um and uh make 12 scrambled eggs and then after 12 good. yeah 12 scrambled eggs six for each of us um sometimes i do them spicy style uh, okay that, that's a that's a thing we have um and then that would and then uh and then after that we would play heroes of the storm for literally until uh, we got home or we got done with the food around nine thirty ten. We play from heroes like ten to three, mm-hmm. and then go sleep until the grave shifts that night. Like that, that that's yeah. That game was pretty fucking strong, uh, and because because it it did action really well. Mm-hmm. Like it, it stripped out all the stuff in a MOBA. I find frustrating. Right, uh, like, like there's still a farm phase, but it's a lot more fucking hustled up. Um, I think a lot of the build and gear choices in other MOBAs are stupid. Uh, okay, and and here's why: like when I play, because okay, so I played League. I dated a girl who was really into League, and did she taught me League? And this is something I always pointed out when we were playing it is. Why are you? Why do they give me all these gear choices for this character if only one is and like one or two are really all that viable for your character or just in general for for each specific character? Okay, uh, like why is this even a thing? Like, like X character is meant to play these roles top or jungle, top or mid, bottom and mid, yeah. etc. And there's about one or two builds viable for each, at least in my experience, and from what everyone bitches about, you know, like, oh, you didn't take this equipment. Um, why have all these gear choices then? Um, and even then, like, and same thing with the talents, like, the talents make no sense to me because they're all you're you're just picking what abilities get more of a buff first it's not changing the ability in a meaningful way Hmm. versus i look at heroes talent trees 
and I, I, they are big decisions. Like, oh yeah, your stun roots way longer, or your, or your damaging ability does way more damage. Right. You know, like they're just more meaningful decisions. And then at level ten, you choose like, okay, you're getting your ultimate a bit. You don't just get one ultimate. You get up to four, and you got to pick one. Right. And most of them are pretty good to the point of where, like, they actually the, that decision actually matters. Um, now there are some exceptions, like Thrall only has two ultimates and one is right. Sure. <laughs> like sure. there are some characters like that. Like every time Jared picks Thrall's uh, shattering ultimate, we all yell at him and sigh. For example. <laughs> So there's still a little bit of that, but at least with heroes, like with each portion of the talent tree, you're choosing between two. It's not like a whole shopping list you got to look through. You're choo- you're choosing between two and four, depending on the character. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not a whole shopping list, and the decisions just feel so much more impactful. You know, sure. like like it, you know, like you get more abilities, or if you're not getting more abilities, they're significantly changing your abilities or your stats or your build. Versus, like in League, it's like you're ten percent faster. Mm-hmm. You have three percent more crit. Um, and I'm just like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> you know, like it, it's the same thing about like. You know, I play a lot of vanilla World of Warcraft, as we all know, or classic World of Warcraft. Um, and I look at, and you look at the old talent trees versus the new ones in retail, and that is one thing retail does better: is the old talent trees were dumb. They were so stupid. Oh my god! That's the one that I'm familiar with. It's just a big giant tree of stuff. It's a big giant tree of stuff. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so here's the level one talent tree for Prot Warrior, right? Yeah. All right, you choose between incre- incre- increases the instant gen- blood the rage generated by blood rage by three, and then if you put two points in, six. Mm-hmm. All right, anticipation, increase your defense skill by, at first it's one, and then it's five, and then it's ten, and that's 15, that's 20, if you gotcha. put all five points in. Tactical mastery. Retain an additional 5 rage, then 10 rage, and 15 rage for each point. It's like, okay, well, if you're a tank, you're going to take two of those for sure. So, alright, fine. Like, like as a prop warrior, if you're like, I'm committed to tanking and being a prop warrior, you don't even look into the other trees until you're 40 points deep, or let's see, 35 points deep into prot. Mm. You know, and then you'll be putting five points into Fury and five points into to arms for the parry and arm stuff. Right. And, and I'm just like, and like, I'm going to be honest, getting 1% extra crit for five levels in a row, because the first level is 1% crit, then 2%, then 3%, then 4%, and then at rank five, you're getting 5% extra crit, doesn't feel good. <laughs> like that, that like uh, like you 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 notice it once you have all five percent but at first it's like this feels like this talent point like the 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 good part about this tree is you're getting something every level right which i mean that's nice yeah but like the current retail world of warcraft tree um feels about a million times better 
even though you're only getting a talent every 15 levels. Or I guess now it's every 10. So, and, but they're like, but they're like big decisions. Like, they're like, here is this, here, you have to get rid of your water elemental, but you do 20% more damage. Okay. Or, you, so that's one option. The other option is you get this giant ray that does progressively more damage, but it's a challenging, a channeling spell, so you have to stay still while you use it. And then the last one, uh, the last one is a just straight up lets you crit for like the next five spells. Nice. Yeah. So, and I just, and I look at that and I'm just like, those are like three meaningful skills to choose from. Mm -hmm. And no talent tree, of course, is perfect. Of course, there are some choices that are like, duh, why would you even bother taking the others? Yeah, you know, and I and that's just an issue of design. Same thing with the the old school one. Like you look at a classic talent tree, and you're like, "Fucking, why wouldn't a warrior put points in devastate? You'd be stupid not to." You know, <laughs> like yeah, of course, of course, but yeah. like just the it's about the choice being fun and meaningful. Mm-hmm. And while getting a talent point every level is nice, and you feel progress every level, which once again is nice. Yes. Um, the upgrades just feel so minor that it's just kind of like, eh, okay. Yep. Um, and I and I and I think that's where my, I guess my saltiness with it comes from. Ah, uh, uh, well, you know. Yeah. So. Um, you've got World of Warcraft Classic right now. Heroes of the Storm isn't dead yet. No, it's a good world. It's a it's a it's a it's a good world to live in. <laughs> For right now, yes. Uh, it's 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 a enjoy the present moment. No, because uh, <laughs> I I know that this is going to eventually fade. <laughs> you got to find something else. I mean, that they'll, they'll you know I'll get done and caught up in this, and they'll put out Wrath of the Lich King, and then after that, I'm like I'm done. <laughs> Uh, By then, hopefully, the Blizzard 2.0 has a whole plethora of games for you to enjoy. Yes. What is Blizzard 2.0? We 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 will get there in a second. That's um. Did you play it? Did you play anything else? Mass Effect. We, a little you bit. play more Mass Effect. Where you at? Uh, I have. I'm on the last uh, planet of the like the journey section. I'm on the planet, the the jungle planet, where you find out this is what the Reapers are, and this is Ooh, what you okay. know, and the and like this is what they're trying to do. Um, so because right. I've rescued Liara, I've dealt with her mom and the Rachni. I I went to that planet uh, with the giant plant thing, mind controlling people. Um, I did one side quest, and I realized, like, oh, right, these side quests in this game are, like, neat ideas story-wise, but not really fleshed out like they are in 2. Right, right. yep. So, yeah. Yeah, so, okay. Um, Let's see. Uh, I'm still waiting on... Uh, Mario Golf, to be honest. So I've been playing. Uh, I played a couple runs of Hades. That's still happening. Nothing really to report there. Um, and then let's see. We did our we did our Halo show this week. Uh, this last week mm-hmm. playing through Halo Reach. I think we have one more session to go before that's completed. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's good. 
And other than that, the only other two things I want to say about my own time was one, I played some D and D last night, um, which was a fun time. D and D is great. I, 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 it's just not for me. That's fair. I I, I sat in on a D and D session um, the on Stephanie's birthday because because mm-hmm. uh, her D and D group was at her birthday party, of course. Um, yeah, and they're like, "Hey, do you want to you know do you want to go to an impromptu session?" Da 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 da. It's like, "Hey, Bronson, you can you know, you can uh, you can run the bad guy for us." And I was like, "Oh God, okay." Um, I'm, I'm fucking it's weird already, but yeah, sure. Uh, well, yeah, well, because they wanted me to participate, but I didn't really want to make a character or anything. Like he was like, "Oh, sure." I'm just, I'm just thinking like this is or this just seems like a weird setup for an introduction to D and D already. Um, no, playing the bad guy was awesome. It's just the bad guy in this episode, like this, uh, this thing ended up being um, uh, a kraken because it was a beach episode. Oh. Beach thing, okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so like it was kind of like, uh, so like I didn't really do much, and then even then, like observing it from the outside, I'm just like, this isn't for me. <laughs> this is like, like I I would enjoy watching this with the right people yeah. doing it, right? But not really participating in it. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, like. Um, you know, like if anything, I do like the concept of just like a D and D session where the bad guy is an actual person, sure. like that. Like that seems, and that actually seems like a fun role to play. Um, where it's just like okay, how you know, but you know that that, and and I think part of that's just because like, um, D and D feels very cooperative in nature yes um and um i am not that no clearly from the pvp server to sea of thieves like that's just not your thing i will cooperate if it is to murder other people Um, right you want to be murder hobo group yeah like uh, just just, like this is like you know perfect example was on that PvP server on uh, Thursday. It was like yeah, uh, yeah we 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 are rolling as a five man that is a murder ball, right? Yeah, we're questing and doing the PVE objectives, of course, because they're mm-hmm. giving giving good experience. But we are also just murking anything that comes in path of this that is not alliance sure um, yeah so yeah yeah d and d is if someone tries to like break off from the group it like really fucks with the dm it it can mess up the group and like we right. eventually cheer for that for the split offers demise right especially especially like their group in particular is very much like, like there's only one person in that group that is a, a very murder hoboey. Okay. Um. So so even so for so even that I was just kind of like yeah okay. Yeah. This is not this is not uh. It's a different deal. Yeah. It's it's a it's a very different thing altogether. Um. So, and that and that's kind of why I was uh. You know, like it, it, it's fine. 
Yeah. Know. Oh, I, I had a I had a great time last night. We didn't even do much. Like the story was, you know, it was three new characters. We had two characters from the last because I rolled as a halfling cleric the first time and I messed up. What I did was I wrote a story that was hinged upon my character being bad at combat. And then I got into the game and I started rolling dice and I did well. <laughs> and I just kept doing well. And it's like, well, the whole struggle for this character was about trying to become a better fighter and I'm just doing great. So I don't, mm, I messed up from the, I, I, from the inception. So I think uh, you, like you should have, you should have like told your DM just like make it so he's winning, but it's a bumbling fool while doing it. Like, yeah, as long as I'm rolling, as long as you roll like in the middle, you can maybe make that happen. Um, but just but 19s and 20s the entire. Way I was through. doing really well. I was doing really well. I don't know what happened. Uh, oh, I messed Lordy. up occasionally, but not enough. Um, so I was like, uh, and then after a while, like especially this is a character I created like over a year ago, pre-pandemic stuff, mm. uh, and we stopped in between. So I just was not connected to the character anymore. I was like, you know what? She found herself. She's going to go back to her family. The whole story was like she was part of like this uh, uh, combat lineage. And so she like left to try and beca- anyway, the, it was the Feisgood family. And her name was Hella Feisgood because I'm yes, Not I'm, nice. having, I'm having fun with it. Nice. Um, yeah, I approve. And so, <laughs> so no, Hella Feisgood ended up Hella Fights and Good. So we said, you know what? Head back. Yeah, so she she figured her stuff out within like two runs. It's like, all right, yeah, get up, go go ahead, go off. So I started a tiefling fighter um, who wields a flail and shield, and uh, okay. So we're we ended up going to a like haunted village, and it turns out we had all been teleported to a haunted village uh, that we cannot escape. Apparently, which of course we as adventurers did not accept that answer. Um, we went to a. We needed to get to a seer who would be able to sh- tell us about ways to get out. In order to do that, we on the way we had to take this person's sister and to somewhere safer. And that sister's like, "I'm not leaving until we bury our, our father." And so we're just like sitting here, and we had this amazing moment where uh, it was me, uh, my friend who's like a rogue Jack Calico Jack, who's our rogue, and then Lilith who is our dancer. Um. And so we just agreed, and she said, "Really, I find the idea of a dancer always hilarious." Yes, no, it's great. Like in any, like in an MMO in D anD D, I'm just like, (laughs) "This is fucking dumb." It's great. It's 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 a fucking great idea, but fucking stupid. I mean, for combat purposes, it's weird, but like Uh, when D D and D is because it is talking and trying to like basically improv, like dancer can be really helpful and has helped us. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I bet. Like, but like for example, in like Final Fantasy fourteen, like I saw that role and I'm like, this is fucking stupid. (laughs) It's great. It's so good. I feel honored when I'm the partner. They part because you have to partner with someone as a dancer, and when they partner with you, it's like, oh, it's great. Um. Anyway, so so the woman said, "Really, you're going to to help us help me bury my father?" And my character's like, "If it gets us out of here faster, yes." And Chicago Jack says, "If it gets us money, yes." And then uh, Lilith said, "Honey, for you, I'll do anything." And it was just like a summary of the group, just in a nutshell. And we all just bust out laughing. It's like, okay, all right. So we bury. So we go to this church, 
And we just hear screaming below the floorboards of this church. It's like, what's that? And the priest's like, oh, my son is dealing with an illness. Just, wow. <laughs> oh, okay. So we wait till he's asleep. And he says, all right, we're, we're investigating this. And we, there's a lock. Our rogue picks the lock well. And I open the door, barely almost get us caught. But our dancer is able to persuade them not to to investigate the priest anyway we open the door the jack uh, our rogue goes in and immediately is slashed by this zombie thing and it's like oh no and so like people are jumping in and trying to like knock it back and like fight it and i'm like nope this person's dealing with an addiction apparently i don't know it's a zombie everyone get out of there get out of there and so everyone like rushes out and a couple people nearly die we shut it lock it and uh we tried to make it so the priest didn't recognize that we did what we did, but we we kind of did. So anyway, it was like, all right, just forget everything you saw there. And I said, all right, fine. That was something. And uh, we buried the father, went to a roving caravan who was like dancing and, and having fun and drinking. And uh, we found our seer. And yeah, that's where we're at right now. It's, there's a there's a Vaughn something, Vaughn Stroud in a castle um that is the controller of this area and so we got to figure out if we got to fight him or if there's a way out i don't know endless possibilities with dnd who knows so Fair enough. i'm very excited I'm, I'm really thrilled with our group um so we'll see i will probably update y'all uh next time we do that okay right on. uh and then the other thing i did was i read read it was an audiobook um jason schreier's press reset which is about uh, studio closures and finding a new way as a game developer after such closures. How, how is that? How, how is that? Good. It's real good. It's written in such a manner it's trying to explain like what it's like being in the video game industry to people who like are businessmen at like an airport, like just picking up some book, you know, so that like explains, you know, what an MMO, MMORPG is and explains all that. Um, a lot of it, uh, centers around two studios in particular, which is Irrational Games and 38 Studios and big, huge games uh, who are working on the Kurt Schilling, uh, the, what was that game? Reckoning. Oh, um, um, Kingdoms of, Kingdoms of, of Amalur, Amalur. Reckoning. When they were making an MMO set in that universe. Yes. Because Kurt Schilling really loved MMOs. Really little, loved MMOs. Little did he know making an MMO is a fool's game. He was calling it a WoW killer. Everyone's trying to, like, kill WoW, and it's like... Still hasn't happened yet, baby. Like, one, it hasn't happened yet. Two, like, you look at Guild Wars 2, they say, like, Guild Wars 2 and Final Fantasy XIV, another... Like, you don't need to kill WoW. Like, just be a good MMO. It doesn't... But, like, he's dumping... Yeah, so... Well, like, the problem is, is, like, you know, WoW was, is... Like you know, it's the it's the number one in the market. It's the biggest an MMO has ever been. Yeah, and you know, like that people and like at the time, it was the biggest game on the market. Yes, and you know, it was the big fucking white whale everyone was chasing. It was, it was the game. It was the one game that could get a Super Bowl commercial that had Ozzy Osbourne and Justin Bieber in the same thirty seconds, and like Mr. T, and like mm-hmm. it was fucking. Like it was a it just it was a cultural force. Like I I fucking remember, I had the fucking best moment in the world. Uh, 
in uh, it was funny enough it was that science class that we were both in um yeah. Kyron and I were talking about World of Warcraft Kyron wow and and uh this this dude who played football with me uh like fucking whispers to me like hey shh, you know it's like and he like looks around make sure no one's near I'm like you you guys you guys talking about wow you guys play wow <laughs> Because, like, he didn't want... I don't want to be associated with that nerd shit, but... Yeah, but... Let's talk about this nerd shit. I'm fucking... I'm into this game because of how fucking big it is. You know, like, and... and First off, I loved... There were, like, five closet Warcraft nerds on the football team. Yeah. It was fucking beautiful to me. Is there something because well, like, like 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 professional players were just, like playing those games, you know, in their off time. You know, Kurt Schilling was like he said he didn't want to get in trouble. He says in the book that he didn't want to get in trouble. So what he did was he went to his hotel room and played World of Warcraft. Yeah, no, I uh, there was actually a celebrity recently who was like who put out a TikTok and tweeted about how like, oh dude, I'm so happy like Burning Crusade is back, and I'm just like, <laughs> okay, yep. yep, remember that now. I, I watch, you know, behind the scenes My Chemical Romance like videos and like logs, and they're playing World of Warcraft. Like, you know, it's what you did in the mid two thousands. In the like mid, to, yeah, like in the fucking mid to late two thousands. My, my brief moment with World of Warcraft stretched from oh late oh six, early oh seven to like off and on, and then into Kata, like the beginning of Kata. So like, in 06 to 2010. Yeah, and I never got above, like, level 30, but um, yeah, like it, my, it was just a fun time, regardless. Yeah, like, my, my fucking hole with it started in late 04, right after launch, to early 05, and then uh, fucking went in, in, you know, like, the peak of that was, like, the middle of original and all of wrath especially the second mm-hmm. half of wrath to yeah. um you know and yeah man like it, it just it because like it took a lot of the ideas that everquest had right and a lot of the best shit from everquest and other mmos but stripped out some of the elements that were really fucking can only be described as cruel <laughs> sure. But, like, the fact that, like, in Final Fantasy eleven, you needed, like, a group to do almost anything. Right. Like, the fact that in um, EverQuest, you lost experience when you fucking died. Oh, that sucks. Oh, that's terrible. You know, the fact that in EverQuest, you had to write your own maps. Yeah, like like this this kind of shit that just that's like, crazy. Wow, um, it was a it was a weird. I, I just want to say though that's that's a cool idea for end game is if you lost or died, not lost but died, like you would lose XP and then you'd have to get it back. Um, so maybe not for like a PvP well, server, but there is a um. There is a it's on the it's on the giant bomb forums. There's a gentleman who like talks about like his time with EverQuest and explains a bunch of shit from like EverQuest in like 99 to 02 
and it just sounds like the most <laughs> wild shit. Right. Mm. Mm. Well, so, yeah, no, a lot of this book is talking about uh, Kev Levine running irrational and trying to do uh, too much and just like it goes into like personalities kind of running these studios you know these big faces trying to make things happen and then like the team as a whole kind of suffering the consequences that's not the entirety of the book for sure like they go into something like um, 2k australia and 2k marin nonsense well and- uh cliffy b actually talked about it's funny you bring that up that like you know the personalities driving studio and then being the ceo etc um mm-hmm. cliffy b actually I uh, had an interview recently that talked about his time doing that and how he fucking hated it. Right. Um, right. Uh, it, like, uh, yeah, it's it's Kev Levine like arrives at the same conclusion and goes off and does his own like small thing at the end of the journey with rational. It it, it, ta- it takes a very I feel it takes a very um like uh, like you have to be of a certain mindset to be like a CEO, I feel. Like especially of a, of a, like a company like that, like it, it can't just be someone like a Ken or a um, Cliffy who just happen to be really good at making games, but also have to be like you know they have to be like business minded, but in a way that's really fair. I guess this is the best way sure. to describe it. Sure, and I f- and that's like a very rare breed of people. Yeah, it's it's interesting how they describe. Uh, some of the shortcomings of certain like companies. And and again, like a lot of the blame ends up coming back to uh, publishers, the money people who like try to make games what they aren't and not even necessarily the developing leads. Um, Business kind of business. Business kind of business. That's uh, that, that turns out that's the, you know, that's the um, shit. Like, and like the thing is, is like, you know, business kind of business, uh, I feel just, I get so irritated by that, that, that concept because in this particularly, in this particular, um, industry, business kind of business doesn't really work all the time. Right. Um, yeah. and if you just shut up, like if you make a really good game and you advertise it well, Mm-hmm. Um, especially nowadays, just get it in the hand of a couple popular streamers. <laughs> right, it, it, it'll blow up. That's uh, what uh, the people who made Enter the Gungeon did, and and the, right. like blew, that game blew up. But it like one of the big lessons that they learned was that um, you know, a lot of when you're working on a big game, you're looking for like day one sales. You're trying to get that as as many people's hands at the very beginning as possible. But like what you learn on later on is if you like just support a game and keep it up for a bit, like if it's good, like you can get those sales just down the line, keep going. But that's something you only get a chance to see if you're doing your own thing because publishers aren't waiting for later success. 
Right. They they want that return on investment. They're like now. quarterly, you know, or they, they, you know. yeah, or like you know. All right, hey, we're investing you. We expect the return in two years. Cool. Right. You know, like, and I understand that because you know we we had our dealing with investors, and mm-hmm. um, to to be fair, what, what what they were asking for was totally fucking reasonable. Um, <laughs> sure. Like like uh, you know like I, I will say that um, there were disagreements on that, of course, but mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I mean, they weren't reasonable, uh, but yeah, well, so there's a lot I could talk about. I would recommend if you're interested in like industry stuff, it's a really good book. Um, the audio book on audible has like one of the best, uh, narrators, like voices, uh, I've heard and I've, who, who I've, I've downloaded it. Who, who is it? Who's the narrator? Oh, I don't, I don't know the name of the person. It sounded like a, sounds like a, a professional narrator. <laughs> Um, but I can look it up, but, uh, but, but the, the, the real interesting part and the thing is though, is like fucking, if you want games of a certain scale and size, you fucking need the publishers and that's the shitty part. Right. So, so right. But what's interesting is at the end of this book, uh, Jason Schreier tries to answer the question. Okay. How do you maintain this size while not burning people out sending people you know constantly having people move across the world every few years because they get fired from a studio mm-hmm. or like eventually just burning them out and sending them off outside of the games industry and then being happier mm-hmm. um and the answer was like it's kind of speculative but came down to two things like one unions would help unions for game developers themselves would be good Mm -hmm. uh the other the one that is like i think is more interesting that they explored was like people function really well when they get a good group of small group of people together to work on games but you obviously need lots and lots of people to make these big games Mm -hmm. so what if and a few there are already a few groups that do this including one iron galaxy Mm -hmm. um where you just are a small company that helps make certain portions of games and publishers hire these groups to work on these games and what they the publishers say okay we need this made from you guys and that company says okay we can provide this it will happen over this time period and if the publishers are okay with that said great you're hired for this contract if they say no then you say no, and you guys don't work together. And then developers say, "Well, that sucks." But we, there are other so, publishers trying to make games. Let's get these contracts. Uh, okay, so 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 my question for that though is, how do you ensure that company, you know, let's say that Iron Galaxy, does things at the level of quality you're looking for? Because like, let let's say um, you're fucking Naughty Dog, right? And mm-hmm. Naughty Dog obviously puts like. The level of detail and visual quality and, you know, all this other stuff in their games is second to none, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, you know, how do you ensure that the, you know, that the other studio, no matter how good they are, comes in and does things to your level of quality if you're Naughty Dog? Uh, I mean, I would have to... to- we listened to that portion just to be like sure that wasn't entirely covered, but I would assume there would be some f- form of communication between the studios. I, to I make mean, sure, right? There, there's already a, lo- a number of collaborations already happening to make these big games anyway. Right. 
Well, yes. So it would just be broken into smaller studios that are handling specific things. Like we're good at combat. We're good at, you know, level design. We're good at, and then you just, you just communicate like usual. And like the pandemic has proven that like being able to communicate, like it's not necessarily easier, but it can be done. Right. I, I just also think of like a Halo Infinite situation, which we don't know if that game's going to be good or not yet. Yeah, we don't but, know yet. But what we do know is that it's had a million billion contractors work on it. Right. Which, you know, that that's, you know, that's that's kind of, you know, um, it's it's not ideal, um, to say the least. But what it does for the people who work in games is they can be established in a location and they are not at risk of being fired if a certain game doesn't do well. No, that that part is absolutely good. Right. Um, you know, I, I think having a... The thing about... I think having a union would be good just because of the simple fact that uh, it does prevent something like that. Yes. Um, like, okay, hey, the union... You know, hey, the union will pay you if, you know, X doesn't sell X amount of copies. You know, or sure. something, and you and because you you're paying your union dues every sure. year, you know whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you know, I and and the thing is, is I go into the conversation, um, you know, that David Jaffe's had about this, and now Clint Blazinski's had about this on uh, on shows. They're less like, you know, the 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 monster is is like if you want them of a certain size pushing these certain boundaries, like you like crunch is always going to exist. It's just how much of it has to exist. You know, like, that's that's the real question. You know, it's just like, the monster's always going to be there, but some people are taking the monster way too far. Like, that's the that's the thing that I have... Start, what I have repeatedly heard from the dudes who have ran these studios. So, sure. But know. I think, like, the alternatives that are offered here are worth exploring in a larger scope. And I would love to see what would happen if that was done. Right. I would affect it. I definitely, like I said, I think the unionization option, like the funny thing is the iron galaxy option is more likely, um, like far more likely in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I think the, um, the, uh, the unionization option, um, not so much from an hour standpoint, from but from a reimbursement standpoint, uh, would be way way better for them. But you know, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. I, I'm really intrigued by the like start your own studio where you work on your own bit. I, I think that's a really interesting idea, and if I I think people kind of split off and did it that way. That now the book also says that there are like unknowns regarding that. There are concerns. Uh, but it is something that I think people have been exploring, and I would, l I want to see if that comes to fruition. See what that looks like for larger games. Um, I, I I would love to, because like the, the the current reality right now is, um, uh, the, like the current reality right now is like, it is oh hey you're coming to work for Naughty Dog. Mm -hmm. At some point during this project, prepare to work right. some fucking crazy hours. Right. You know, and, and every job has that, but like, like the shit you hear that came out of Cyberpunk last year was just like, oh yeah, it was like five straight months of crunch. Yeah, see, like that's six straight months of crunch, and like 
that's like uh, that's ridiculous like yep like my job has a yearly busy season Mm. it's 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 six weeks right that's reasonable like that that i understand like you know if you if you were to go to like you know a night dog or another studio um uh if you're going to Naughty Dog or another studio or and say, hey, for the next six weeks, we're going to have to really, you know, bust ass on this. Um, I, I think that's fairly reasonable. Like, I, I think that it's, you know, not the craziest thing in the world. But like, dude, five, like imagine like five months of OT. Nope. Like, 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 that sounds fucking... Like, that's just, you know, and, you know, you're, you're working on, you know, some of the, the best, uh, you know, you're working on, like, the best of the best in the world, but it's just like, well, not so much on Cyberpunk's case, but, you know. <laughs> um, sure. You know, but, like, in a lot of those cases, like, like you know, greatness requires sacrifice, is, is the old saying, you know, is the fucking old saying, and, like, like, I don't think it's entirely avoidable, but, like, holy shit. Like you know, once again, like five, six months of straight overtime. See, see, I think I I don't agree with that, but I think we haven't done enough exploring into how to mitigate that, and like the process of exploring and figuring out what works is going to take time. It's not going to happen tomorrow. Um, I mean, fair enough. Um, you know, like I. So, yeah, the most exciting thing to me about this book is, like, that you hear all these stories and then you start looking at, okay, what is the industry looking at right now to try and fix these problems with the industry? And it's still early on, like, Mm -hmm. they're exploring, like, more conversation is happening on that, and that conversation has is needed to happen for a while, so it's going on right now. Um, And, yeah. Uh, I think uh, one also one of the, like the most probably the most interesting thing about this book beyond that topic is like hearing inside what 38 Studios was like and what Kurt Schilling was doing in regards to money. Um, like the tragic thing is like both Kingdoms of Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning was like well reviewed um, and like it wasn't like the greatest game ever, but it was like good. And then like people were stoked about what they were doing for that MMO. Um, like the people who were working on it were like really excited about it, mm-hmm. and to the point where you you remember uh, when it started to become apparent that it might not happen, the devs put together a collaboration of what they had made because they were so proud of what they had done and released it on YouTube. Um, because yeah, it was going to go under, and it's like we made all this fucking cool shit for so long. Here you go. Um, but like hearing like how Kurt Schilling was like he was trying to spend money to make people feel like they were at a really big studio and so like everyone was like really psyched about working there because there was all sorts of cool stuff going on bad um, idea but all right yeah cool. no it's spending lots of money uh a good portion of it his own money uh got got the loan from rhode island uh the banks did not give them all of that money that they were supposed to get and kurt Schilling is still not happy about that which understandable right. like the banks just kept a portion it was like what the fuck are you guys doing um, and then there was a politician that came in that was not thrilled with investing in a single game studio because, like, the whole idea was they were going to try and create a Silicon Valley for game development in Rhode Island. Like, 
that was the idea and it was like 38 studios was going to lead it and so that was what fueled like the loan but then a new politician came in and said like this is irresponsible what are we doing and like his being out there um about like being negative about the company like really hurt the company's chances like people like funding started to get pulled away from them and ugh, it was a mess stem testing uh, is so weird yeah so weird. yeah uh, you know um, that yeah yeah and then like my 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 statement to any developers until this goes forward is like if you're going to go to naughty dog or like say rockstar know what you're signing up for no, until things change like yeah if yeah you're, like yeah. that's that's the like you could go be a go be a programmer for not the game industry and probably make just as much if not more money and have work a far less stressful job <laughs> right so you know just yeah. let you know um, i mean the people who made enter the gungeon like made a good portion of that game on their own time while working on bigger games and like eventually turn that into a thing. So imagine like working as a programmer in something outside the game industry and then doing something on your own time and then eventually turning that into something. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's one way to do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, good book though. Good book. It makes I, me want to, yeah. Yeah. I am currently in the middle of reading, uh, three books. So, uh, but like I'd want to pick that up. Yeah. Um, you know, that sounds really dope. It's just yeah. a, I'm almost done with Ascii Awada. I just finished this like Warcraft Eastern Kingdoms book and like I'm trying to chug through Parker's book, but it's like just a matter of, you know, time. Yeah, of course. Um I need to get Ask Iwata too. Crap. It's really good. I bet. Um Anyway, I think that is about it. Right on. It is time. For news. Um, which one should we hit first? Um, like basically two news stories. I I mean three with the Evo thing, but yeah. uh, Oh yes, you're right. Yes. But uh, yeah, that's mm, good question. Should we jump into the big thing that we're gonna like stretch or? Um, Should we knock out these other two stories? Let's talk about the other two first. Let's let's do. All that. right, let's go that route first. Let us talk about. You know, we already alluded to it a little bit. Let us talk about Blizzard 2.0. 2.0. 2. Whoa. Whoa. More like. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've already talked about this. There's, this has been coming out slowly in a number of articles. So, like this podcast has actually talked about this, mm-hmm. but um. This is from the same author, Jason Schreier of Press Reset. Uh, Blizzard 2.0 storms in to make the games Blizzard no longer wants to. Uh, Hundreds of former employees have left to create their own studios where they can make beloved real-time strategy video games like Warcraft. Uh, So we've been talking about like Dreamhaven. We've been talking about a couple other studios that are working on their own video games now that they've left Blizzard. And sometimes it's one person, sometimes it's a group of people from Blizzard. Mm -hmm. Um and it seems so it's in recent years a stream of developers and executives from top video game publisher blizzard have left to create their own studios seeking the creative freedom and autonomy they feel is no longer possible at a company chasing mega hits 
now an alumni network affectionately dubbed Blizzard 2.0 by some in the gaming community, has sprung up in Irvine, California, the same town where Blizzard has a sprawling campus. Hundreds of ex-employees, including the company's co-founder and chief executive officer for decades, have spread out there across a half dozen independent studios. Mr. Mike Morheim. Yep. Yeah. Um, I don't want to read the whole article. You know, you got to you gotta read some of that yourself. It's on Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, when veteran producer Tim Morton and a handful of other Blizzard staff wanted to make a new strategy game, they left the company and started a new one uh, because... Uh, Blizzard, Activision Blizzard, Activision being the first, uh, it says here, Morton said big publishers such as Activision Blizzard are looking for billion dollar products rather than simply aiming to develop profitable games. My perception of RTS as a genre is that Blizzard has made money with it, but it's all about orders of magnitude. This is also something that go, they go into in the book is that when you're a publisher, you're looking at what video games, the big hits of this video game, you're looking for. Well, exponential returns. I, I mean, yeah, that's the well because like you, you want to, you know, your investors, mm-hmm. you know, your your investors want to make their money back plus as much as possible back, right? Like that's right. That's the thing. Uh, you know, but that's the thing. That's what when it comes to investing. Like as a as a business, if you're like you know small B business, mm-hmm. um, it's about you know if you can get your return back and get your employees paid and you can keep going then great but when you're like looking to make that money um you yeah, know that's, that's not that's, enough it, well it, yeah it goes back to that jim sterling thing of they they don't they don't want you know some money they want you know all the money all of the money uh, and uh, again when you think about like the concept of investors to get the kind of money you need that makes sense uh except that is what's keeping us from getting uh from blizzard like the old blizzard making you know uh real-time strategy games which right because you know blizzard you know blizzard used to be i used to be but you know so like their games but like the problem is is like those games that they made like kind of were that at the time with you know right at the time absolutely it's just it like nowadays no one no one fuck it like that you just not you're not gonna get billions of dollars out of an rts most likely right especially yeah especially now yeah Um, like it's just not that like like a moba maybe uh starcraft 2 released in 2010 sold more than 6 million copies blizzard hasn't been able to generate as much revenue from players over the long term in contrast overwatch has generated more than 1 billion dollars from in-game purchases such as costumes and loot boxes according to the research firm superdata well, uh, that is because Which, you what you can't fucking monetize an RTS like that. Like, right. Yeah. It says Morton said he really believes that real time strategy games can be massive hits, but the right place to prove that is in a riskier venture backed environment. You know, um, like uh, like you 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 can't like like what <laughs> like <laughs> you, like uh, like it's just. Frost Giant raised nearly $10 million led by Bitcraft Ventures. Other investors include Kona Venture Partners based in South Korea, where StarCraft became a national national sport watched by millions of people. So looks like what they're saying is like, you know, when you're dealing with big publishers, like they tend to be 
more conservative. They want to be, you know, the surest bet to get money because, of course, when well, you're that big company looking for investors. Right. Um, uh, whereas, yeah. like, it looks like this group is looking for more venture capitalists to try and, I guess, become that, right? Right. And, you know, they, they want to, like, say, hey, venture capitalists, all go in on this. And mm-hmm. then, you know, hopefully we can produce you the hit. We think that an RTS can be... Right. And, you know, the, you know, we think that a StarCraft equivalent or Warcraft equivalent can be that amount. But, like, the, the thing is, is you can't monetize an RTS in the same way you can monetize a game like Overwatch. But, I mean, Overwatch, it's like cosmetics, right? Yeah, like, like, like how the why fuck? Why not? Like how the fuck would you do that for an RTS? I don't know. Give, give different costs. Give give different outfits for the factions, right? It's, uh, it's like all the Zerg- all the Zerglings have Santa hats on them. Exactly, Santa uh, hats and clown noses. Yeah, like uh, they, when they run, they have a little rainbow trail behind them. Like I just think for a game like that, that's a lot harder than it is for a MOBA or a Overwatch style. You may game. have to think about it a bit differently. Like it's not a one-to-one transfer. Um, um, yeah, I think you can do it though. Like, cause like StarCraft, uh, StarCraft uh, ended up doing special announcers, and it ended up sure. doing special. Um, like, cause Heroes of the Storm is kind of the same thing, right? Like, you've no, got your different skins and but right, but like that's one character and one right. mount. You know, let's. Yeah. Um, you know, you'd have to create like significantly more. Uh, assets, which would be hard um, and re- would require time. Uh, I think it can be done, and I'm. But I'm also saying this as like a not RTS fan. Like I played StarCraft two and a little bit of one. I mean, yeah, like and, like I've played through StarCraft one, two, and their expanse expansions, and like I think you could maybe do it, but it'd be weird. It'd be weird and awkward. It would be weird, you know. But, you know. <laughs> Whatever, I guess. Yeah. Um, venture capitalists are eager to find unicorns in gaming and have invested more than $13.3 billion in video game companies since 2014, according to investment firm White Star Capital. Uh, that's a lot of cheddar. That's a lot of money. That's a lot um, of cheese. Chen said venture capitalists should be thinking of games less like films and more like apps because titles such as League of Legends and World of Warcraft remain popular and supported for years. Again, so- citing like some of the biggest cases... Like, not all of these are going to be that big. The thing is, they don't know that. They just see a product made fucking X. Like, that's the thing. Dude, okay, like, you gotta understand that, like, these fucking investment wizards... Oh, yeah. ...have, like, so much money, like, so an unbelievable amount of money, and they just see, like, oh, this... Well, this video game... By this same company made X billions of dollars. So their next video game should also make X billions of dollars. Oh, yeah. 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 It's just it's just funny to see it happen over and over again, because like we look, man, we have only been we've been covering this for off and on for me constantly for you for what? 12, maybe 13 years now. Yeah. Um, And it's like. You can see it. Like, how does this keep happening? <laughs> you, be, if you be, know anything about this, like, if you just look at it, like, damn, man. Yeah, no, it's it's You're just going to keep watching this happen over and over again? Yeah, d- yes, until fucking some, like, someone, who, you know, 
like us tells, is in that position is right? in that position and tells other investors hey stupid yeah this is why it's a bad fucking idea yeah it reminds me of uh i i have a i have a youtube playlist i think i told you this called the garbage boys which is just the the dave lang adam boys john vignocchi giant bomb mm-hmm. segments and uh one of them they were talking about hour of victory and adam boys like had to explain to an investor that like the two thousand dollar price point they put on some cosmetic was not real currency but in-game currency and just like 15 minutes of like it's not you're not it's not two thousand dollars it's not actually two thousand dollars you're not actually paying two thousand dollars for this jersey and like this investor is like no one's gonna pay that much for some nonsense items like, dude wow just yeah <sighs> yep so anyway it's uh yeah talking about a lot of it's a good article talking about you know leaving blizzard and it's scary um now obviously you're a smaller studio you have freedom um, well, like yeah like that the just you know, but to, but you know how's it going to happen long term? Is because like M- Mike Morheim is probably a billionaire, is at least a multi million, multi multi millionaire, if not billionaire. Because yeah. you know he profit shared at Blizzard as founders from its start. So I mean, right? You know he got he made a lot of that cheddar himself. Plus, yeah. you know, probably investments from, you know, when he went went public with Activision. You know, I'm right. sure that dude has plenty of money to eat losses at that, those studios for a long time. Yep. Um, and again, name clout, you know, like that'll that'll get you. It says, fans are already excited at the prospect of spiritual successors to Blizzard games. Morton said that for his strategy game, he and his team have been in touch with longtime players who are happy to see a dormant genre revitalized. Uh, we reach but- an era where the community itself is the most important important factor in the success of a game you know like, again, that works for blizzard for ex-blizzard people right like like i just like yeah like until until you get to the point of where you have like a ton of fucking people in the investment field or enough mm-hmm. to be like like no, no you don't look that not all of these are the same right like not no stop it please but it makes sense for this group of people the these people who are yeah. ex-blizzard and are trying to yeah. capture what blizzard was yes i i you know yes i will get i will give you that like if for this one particular instance and we have yet to see what any of these games like maybe these games are bad like we don't know right no None they, of these are out yet you know like like i'm telling you right now one of these do the Hearthstone people left. Right. I'm telling you, one of these is going to be a Hearthstone like. Oh yeah, yeah. Why not? I'm, I'm telling. Yeah, I'm like telling people you. People love those. Yeah, like you know. And from what you've you've told me, apparently uh, Hearthstone now is like a sh- shell of itself. So fucking just so mad at that game. <laughs> it used to be so good, and then they're like. Let's butcher this with a million microtransactions. Uh, it already had plenty because it's a digital card game, but no, right. it needs way, way more. Yep. Yep. Um, um, let's see. 
last couple paragraphs. Dreamhaven operates two internal game studios and has partnered with several other ex-Blizzard companies, creating a network of alumni who often collaborate. Morton said Dreamhaven is consulting for Frost Giant, while Brody said he regularly invites developers from other ex-Blizzard studios to come playtest his company's game. Recently, Frost Giant announced a licensing deal with Epic Game Inc.'s Unreal Engine and an advisory partnership with Dreamhaven. We're all super friendly with each other, said Brody. We're all trying to stay afloat, trying to do our best, help each other get there. Uh, it remains to be seen whether these new studios will find success in what has become a booming but oversaturated gaming marketplace. None of the ex-Blizzard companies have announced any titles, although Brody said he hopes to reveal Second Dinner's Marvel game within the next year. He's working on a Marvel game. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. See what's going um, on there. Um, but yeah, so that's that's Jason Schreier's uh, article on Bloomberg about Blizzard 2.0. Check it out. That's one. that's a lot of really talented people. Yep. Doing hopefully a lot of really cool shit. Hope and I, so. And I hope the remaining people at Blizzard turn shit around. Um, you know. Yeah. For those great IPs, and you know the probably the bunch of fucking talented ass people that probably still are there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's about like Activision's trying to cut costs and make more money and that's having some mixed results. That's not that hasn't stifled anything good coming out like the Shadowlands came out and it was great, right? And yeah, it launched it, it's just it's been, you know, months and months since its last patch. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then we're looking at Diablo 4, Overwatch 2 is coming. Yeah. Um and, and we have yet to see how those are going to turn out. It, sounds, it seems like the vibe of Diablo 4 is on point. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with Overwatch 2. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, yeah. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens with those guys. Wish the best for everyone involved. Um, yeah, here's hope it all goes well. Yep. Uh, let's. Why don't you talk about this story about Evo? Uh, so Sony's running Evo now, as we all know. Yes. Um, and they announced their Evo lineup. Then when it is, and that it's going to be all online this year because of the plague. The plague. The black plague. Ah. Um, but yeah, so the black, the blackest of plague has happened. All right. Um, and as such, as such. Uh, as such of the Black Plague happening, uh, Evo has to be done online again. Or, well, it was supposed to be done online last year, but, you know, due yep. to perverts. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a fucked up thing to say, but event canceled due to pervert. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, so... Uh, let me see what we got here. Uh, so they announced the games, though. Um, surprise, none of these are are Smash Bros. or Multiplat. Surprise, surprise. I know. Uh, yeah. So the uh, side tournaments, I'll open up with that. Uh, yes. These, these uh, are Blaze Blue Cross Tag, Dragon Ball Fighters, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, Mobile Suit Gundam, Skullgirls, Soul Calibur, Undernight. Uh, mm. The first place get a, will get a whole $350. Nice. Second place, 200 God, the FTC really is poverty. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if you finish top eight, you'll get anywhere from $50 to $350. 
Okay. Um, those, I mean money. Those are all online, and they're all, uh, yeah. Uh, yep, and then you must be 16 or older, a member of PlayStation Plus, and a member of an eligible country. So those are the side tournaments on PS4. Now, as for the uh, the Evo games, the yes. big boy games, mm-hmm. uh, the uh, you're getting Guilty Gear Strive, so you'll have two months to practice that. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, so it's in a side and regular tournament. Mm. Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, all right, sure. And Tekken 7. Okay. It's a little... Uh, yeah, okay. How many games was that? Four. Four. I did not hear a Street Fighter. No. No, not at all. Did you say Smash Bros? No, I did not. Interesting. Yep. Uh, hold on. Let me check something. Real quick. Um, oh, dude, that's crazy. Is Smash Bros. netcode that bad? I mean, yes. <laughs> I knew it was bad, but, like, we're not even doing this tournament bad? Yeah. No, I mean, that's what they were going to do last year before I canceled. <sighs> Weird. All right. Well then, uh, I mean, yeah, Tekken's a mainstay. I mean, yeah, there's nothing about it on the the, the fighters Reddit either. That's so interesting. Uh, yeah, hold on. Uh, this is a very small evil lineup too. Hmm. I'll double check it. Yeah, four games. Fucking four fucking games. Oh, wait, here we go. Here we go. No, Street Fighter V. Oh. Here we go. No, all right, so here we go. I found it. Evo Online uh, 2021. Um, hold on. Mm-hmm. Uh all right, so yeah, they actually have. Uh... Okay, so here we go. Got it. It's um, it's uh, Guilty Gear Strive, Mortal Kombat 11, Tekken 7, Street Fighter 5 Champion Edition, Championship Edition. Um, so, uh, and Tekken. Uh, no, yeah, that's it. So, oh, so Street Fighter is in it. Yes. So yes, but still no Smash Bros. Yep. So Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Guilty Gear, Tekken. That's the uh, that's the big show, huh? Which okay, that you you hit your four main ones: Street Fighter, Tekken, so two D, three D, Mortal Kombat, Guilty Gear. <laughs> yeah, um, you, you hit two D, three D, Mortal Kombat, anime. You check you're all missing, your boxes. Your, you're just missing your party fighter. PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale 2. Hell yeah! Alright. Let's do it. I'd be down. Get my Uh, riding back going. Ratchet was my main. Nice. His level 1 was just so fast. 
Confirm. Confirm. I got uh, fourth in a tournament for that game, actually. Nice. They they had PlayStation was touring the country, going to college campuses, and me mm. and my idiot crew showed up, and we competed in a tournament for that game. Nice, cool. They also gave out free Vita games if you showed them you had a Vita. <laughs> oh, that's cool! Wow. Yep. Just uh, any anything. Oh my God, you're a believer. Oh. Yep. Here you go. Uh, uh so yeah. Um. All right. No surprises. Bummer. Dragon Ball Fighters is the main game, but you know, yeah. I'm gonna watch that side tournament. Yeah. So watch yep. somebody win three hundred and fifty dollars. You gonna watch any of the main ones? <sighs> Maybe guilty. Probably guilty gear. Sure. Like it's it's the new game of them. Yeah, I'm just so fucking tired of Street Fighter Five at this point. <laughs> I didn't sure. like it that much to begin with, and then they just keep shoving it down my throat. I thought it like started bad, and then they like were improving it, but now it's like old. Yeah, like that. Like at this point, it's five years old. Yeah, I'm just like so. And tired. it's not. It's not like a Street Fighter Four or a Three Alpha or yeah, like it's, anything like that. It's like the community. Like the, it, it got better to the point of where the community likes it a lot more now. Sure. But, like, it's not, like, what you want still. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know what to tell them. Yeah. Um. All right. Yep. That's Evo. That's online Evo. Evo online. Yep. All right. What's the big show? E3. Big show. Literally. E3. E3 is next week. Fuck. Where does the time go? Right. Yeah. Um, so let's see. How do we want to tackle this? Do we want to go through the schedule here? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's, uh, let's, so uh, I got, I got the dates and times pulled up. So, okay. so, uh, so let's see if this matches yours. I'm uh, looking at the E3 Expo site. I'm on, so Saturday, June 12th, uh, Ubisoft and Gearbox are having a presentation. Um, all right. Pre-show well, starts at uh, 10 a.m. Pacific. Yep. Uh, that's called UB Forward. They're going right. to have For Honor, Watch Dogs Legion, and The Crew 2. And apparently the next Rainbow Six game is going to be titled. Ooh, so okay. That's a thing. Uh, yep. We also expect uh, from previously announced games such as Far Cry 6 and then new content for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And mm-hmm. then their uh, upcoming uh, film and television division. Oh, Gearbox right. Gearbox will also have a press conference uh, and stuff to show. There'll be a two-hour Randy Pitchford magic show. Yes. He will tell you how to scam a bunch of Sega publisher. The Sega publisher. <laughs> yeah, we're totally making this Aliens game. Mm-hmm. Yep. That money isn't going into Borderlands 2 at all. How'd you guys like Duke Nukem Forever? <laughs> We're going to finish this game. <laughs> they sure did. <laughs> they Yes, they definitely they, did. They certainly did. I certainly played that front to back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> On Sunday, E3 2021, we're going to be uh, streaming over the Microsoft press conference because it happens in the middle of our podcast, so why not? Why not? Why not? 
Exactly. Uh, then later in the day, you're getting Square Enix, Warburton Bros, and 24 uh, Entertainment. And then the PC Gaming and Future Shows. Yeah. Um, I also uh, just want to say, mm-hmm. you guys are going to want to turn tune in. You, if you're already watching this or listening to this, you're into like the podcast, which thank you. But uh, you'll want to tune in live for this one because... Like it's Xbox, of course, but like Bethesda, like if we get information about it, you're gonna want to be watching that. Cause I'm so bad. This is like this is the big story to me for like the video games industry is mm-hmm. okay. Xbox has bet big on Bethesda, and Bethesda already on its own was like an interesting story of are they gonna save this or not? And now like the stakes are higher, mm-hmm. uh, so it'll be that'll be a big one to watch. And it could be a nothing burger, you know, pandemic and all that, but. Yeah, um, I just, I, I love it, like, yeah, like, that's going to be a big one. Um, yep. I'm betting that Psychonauts 2 ha- gets a date, it gets dated, and it gets possibly even a, and it's out this week. Yeah, no, we, there's rumors going around that it would maybe even drop at E3. Dude, they should, they absolutely should. It'd be fun, yeah. Um, Square Enix, 40-minute show. Uh, closer look at the new Platinum game, Babylon's Fall. Closer look at Life is Strange cool, uh, uh, True Colors and Life mm-hmm. is Strange Remastered. And then details on Black Panther, War for Wakanda. Yep. God, they Which, need it. Man, they need to do something with this. <laughs> they, need to, they need to show something here. Yes, Maybe. they do. <laughs> 40 minutes. We'll see. We'll Capcom see. and Take Two is showing up on Monday. Uh, mm-hmm. They have Monster Hunter Stories 2, RE4 VR, and Great uh, Ace Attorney Collection, mm-hmm. and Pragmata. But Capcom also is reportedly working on more Resident Evil and Ace Attorney games. Take Two hasn't had any leaks. Okay. Uh, the final day of the E3 streaming show starts on uh, Tuesday. At 9 a.m., in which they are going to be showing the Nintendo Direct presentation, followed by hours upon hours of Nintendo streaming. Yeah. Bandai Namco will have a showcase uh, with details forthcoming, and then long after E3 is over, on July 22nd, EA is doing EA Play Live. Interesting. EA pushing kind of out to do its own thing. And then Sony is... Sony. Sony is absent. Sony is off doing whatever. Um, it's so like I know I get that they're so big that they can do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, but it's still just kind of a bummer that they're not there to have that three horse race. Like all you need to do is say we're going to give our own presentation, and it's going to be in our own house and all that, but it's going to happen during this time. That's it. That's all people want is like to have like this whole Congress like event for the video game industry. Um, If they're not ready, if the reason is they're not ready to show stuff, I buy that. Like, sure, fine, but like, say that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, you know, they're just they're they're being silent, and it's frustrating me because I know they're working on a lot. Mm Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, like, and the thing is, Sony's kind of already said, like, our summer game is Ratchet, our 
big game for the end of the year is um, is Horizon, and that's that. Yeah. You know? And I mean, that's fine. Like, right, you know. right. No, that that's fine. That you know, people just want information, man. I want to hear about what you're making. I may want to play it. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. I would like more details. But then again, like I'm also like. You know they they already yeah you know, they pushed so much stuff. They, they, right? they showed their they showed their Horizon Forbidden West gameplay earlier, which was good. Which that was kind of their that, that's kind of their big load at this point. Which yeah. to me, like now I realize, like why didn't they just hold on to that until E three time then? Beats me, man. Yeah, yeah. Weird. It's weird. Same thing with um fucking what's it called um you know like that like. Because, like, uh, Gran Turismo was supposed to be out this year. That got pushed. Like, I don't... Yeah. I don't understand. I don't get the logic. Yeah. I'm sure it'll become clear in due time. Yeah. But... I, I'm Yes, I'm sure it will. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there'll be a lot of uh, stuff going on online. There's a fan access deal. Uh, we register um, beginning on Saturday, June 12th. Portal will provide access to select editor exhibitor booths featuring special events, uh, VOD content and articles. Exhibitor booths will act as hubs within the portal for key announcements and game or product information tied to participating exhibitors. Um, weird, like exhibitor, virtual exhibitor booths. Market to me, daddy. I mean, that's what E3 is in, in, in the end anyway, right? Um <laughs> Uh, it's not what it I, once was. But. I, I I know. Well, it's always been fucking trying to sell you something. Well, I mean, Just, like in the very beginning, before it became E three, uh, it was like you know showing graphs. It, yeah, it was it was a normal trade show, but then it they was a normal trade show. But then they realized magazines and shit were covering this, so it's you know market you know market to me as hard as you can, please. It's it's the funny thing about the video game industry is that. Like we love video games so much, and we're so tied into video games that like they they're like, oh wow, this is an opportunity to market, and then like people are buy so hard into it that all of a sudden now there's pressure, and it's become like a negative for the for the, like developers and publishers. Like shit, we gotta make shit. Oh my god, what have we gotten ourselves into? <laughs> uh, let's see, lounges, online gathering spots for all E3 attendees, which okay. Uh, that's weird. Remember when they? They'll probably do it again this year. But like, remember when they like made like Discord channels specifically for like the Xbox E3 portion where devs can be online and talk to people. I assume they're gonna try and do like E3's version of that. Oh my god! Please stop. <laughs> just like I just look. Just acknowledge you're just trying to fucking sell me shit, please. And I like, mean, yes. Just, just respect, like, you know, I, I, I love Nintendo because they just acknowledge, look, we're here to sell you shit. Oh. I appreciate the more dev side of, like, this is a specific moment in time. Like, all you people sending me messages on Twitter about the game I can't talk about that I'm ignoring. Here's a weekend where I will jump on a Discord channel and talk with you selectively about some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. I, if, if that was all it was, then I would be like all for it. But then, like, 
yeah now, and now e3's trying to like butt in on some of this they got forums special boards for focused online discussion and sharing among attendees how many people are going to use that maybe a lot i don't know i wouldn't use it gonna be just rampant trolling and assholery is what it is yeah that's what I anticipate. Leaderboards, gamified elements that can be collected and displayed, encouraging fans to interact in as many ways as possible. We're gamifying attending virtually three. Um, okay. It's basically uh, just going to really three. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, profile creation. Don't you love creating profiles? Um, no. All, <laughs> all attendees can create and customize their own unique More profiles passwords and shit to remember yeah oh uh, but you get to choose your icon you can put you can put arthas as your as your icon it's cool what a privilege um great <laughs> the online e321 2021 portal and app will also feature e3 live broadcast interactive overlays great that include viewer polls featured tweets and more Viewer polls are fun if people participate in them. Um, media, creators, industry professionals, and fans are encouraged to visit the E3 2021 website for the most up-to-date blah, 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 blah. Primary hubs to watch them. Here's links. And then about E3, about ESA, they're kind of garbage. Um, yeah, E3's coming. Uh, we're going to be... I don't know. What are you, what are you doing Saturday? Playing, I have to do stuff in the afternoon. Playing yeah. WoW, right? I'm gonna, like the thing is, like Ubisoft's huge. No, I don't. I don't. I always I don't. skip the Ubisoft show, even when yeah. we recorded on it. Like, look, if you're not, if you, uh, Microsoft, Nintendo, Sony, yep. Square, that's who I care about. Otherwise, I can catch you later. Square, I hold on the same level as uh, Ubisoft. Square, I'm a little more interested in and has a little more oomph to it. But it's more I, I interesting. Get, and then, like, honestly, the run that Capcom's been on, I kind of am interested in right? Capcom. Bit. Capcom just been dunking on fools this entire time. Yeah, like, Cap- Capcom is now all of a sudden, like, on that second tier level. Right? Like, um, just how many bomb ass hits can you put out in a row? Right. And, you know, maybe they've been working on some fighting stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because, I mean, look at look, since 2017, we've gotten Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 8, D- DMC 5, uh, Monster Hunter World, Monster Hunter Rise. That is a hell of a lineup, boy. They've been they've been killing it. And uh, it would be really cool to see. God, imagine if they used their crazy face tech that they've been using for Street Fighter. Ugh. You're right. <laughs> It'd be some uncanny valley shit. Lord. What does Guile's hair look like in that world? Um, I just try, I'm just trying to imagine it. Yeah, That's I, I kind of so wish weird. they would just as like an April Fool's joke. I'm kind of curious what Square is doing with Final Fantasy. That's not one of the reasons I'm kind of excited for Square because I mean, like, the, yeah, like the upgrade comes out to seven, and then like, where do they take seven from there? Right. You know, so. Some updates on that. It yeah. sounds like they're not expecting many details on Final Fantasy 16 mm-hmm. uh, this time around, so we'll see. Uh, Final Fantasy's been working on Endwalker. They kind of did their own event for that, so I don't know. I don't know how much they're going to talk about here. Final Fantasy 16, whatever the new Dragon Quest thing is. I'm yeah. sure a little bit of Endwalker stuff, but not a whole lot. 
all seem cover like the, the likely big. candidates. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, that's that's an interesting one. Yeah, Ubisoft. Ubisoft has always been like they have games, like not not necessarily to the level of some of the other ones, but they certainly have games to talk about. It's it's always just interesting to me if they've learned their lesson in regards to um, presenters. No, <laughs> never learned that lesson. <laughs> just so you could have watch the train wreck continue Aisha Tyler fucking Kennedy like always the worst Aisha Tyler like I enjoy as a person but like it's funny because then she's asked to go on and do this and it's like girl would <sighs> and it was funny the first time I, I just the second time it I, wasn't as much. I love when Jeff just ripped on her for all the weed stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, no. I loved the, the 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 encapsulation of the event was like Aisa Tyler going into the crowd to interview Assassin's Creed guy and Assassin's Creed guy just wanted to dress as Assassin's Creed guy and watch. I was like, oh no, oh this is. And then there was Caffeine guy. I, I mean, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Caffeine was something. That one was bad, but like that one at least like was funny bad. The Asia Tyler ones were just like uncomfortable, awkward. I mean, Mr. Caffeine was uncomfortable, awkward too, but in like an office kind of way. But like in a like it was really funny. Like it was really funny, so it was a little more tolerable versus like Asia where it's just like it's smoky, it's 420 up in this bitch silence. Uh, yep. Interview that one guy, awkward, just like yep. just so bad. But again, uh, to me, it was the same kind of train wreck. Like, it wasn't as bombastic as Mr. Caffeine, like, as, as glorious a trash fire. But, like, it was, there was still that E3 energy. The Wabam. Well, I've already forgotten the name. It's been so long. Um, Wabam, there it is. There it is, yeah. The... And Skittles. And, like, we don't have that E3 energy anymore. And. That's good for E3 and good for the people who do that, but yeah, we don't we don't have it's like Keanu Reeves shows up and Keanu Reeves is just fantastic being Keanu Reeves, the pure being that he is. And Nintendo Nintendo doesn't have its awkward as fuck shit anymore. And that's a that's a crime. That's that, they don't that have is... awkward stuff, and then they they don't do the Muppet stuff. That kind of energy, really. Yeah, yeah, that like that's that's positive energy though. Like, I mean, like, no, I love I love that energy. Yeah, that's great. Like, like I I'm talking about like fucking, you know, bringing out DJ Ravi drums and like fucking all that shit. Miyamoto trying to show off the Wii mode. It's like that's all because of all your damn phones. I mean, it was, but that was no. You're right. It's just that still doesn't make it not awkward. Um, like, if you go, like, dig up really old Nintendo E3, mm-hmm. um, um, <clears throat> you know, like, if you dig up, like, really old Nintendo E3, you have, like, them just going up and showing games from, whoa, we got subs. Whoa! Sub what the crime. What is going on, Lil Wolf? What, what up, are you doing? Bitches? <laughs> Almost out of water. I'm out of coffee. I'm um, close to out of coffee. Hold on. Ugh. 
Uh, to me, that's a sign. We got to start. Let's let's officially out of coffee. Yeah, no. That, um, now now we're in the end game here. We're in the end um, game. We're in the end game now. Uh, She's being gay. Gay? Oh, <laughs> this is the month to do it. Yep. This is the sure month is. to do it. Um, well, so, yeah, to me, like, Nintendo's been on an interesting run. There's, like, the big things are Xbox and Nintendo, obviously. Uh, Xbox for, specifically for, like, well, I guess Xbox just in general, like just understanding what their game plan yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like what is what the fuck are you doing going forward? Yep, that, that's a big. I want to see. It'd be nice to see some Halo. Um, well, duh. Like of course, we're gonna get that for sure. Like, I would hope so. I would hope so. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Things j- happen. J- really? Man. Their entire ad, fucking their advertisement for the showcase we're watching next week yeah. is literally nothing but Halo on it. Oh, see, I haven't seen that. It's fucking just big, giant, green Xbox thing that says Xbox and Bethesda Showcase, and then the right chunk of it is like five Spartans, which tells me we're going to see the multiplayer, which is cool. That'd be um, cool. Check be the good. meme Alice sent me. Oh God, um, and then uh, what was the what was left? Um, <laughs> yeah, and then the left was just like green. So it was God just like it. the the fucking yeah. You know, I, I dude, I think we're gonna get like a, like of that ninety minute presentation, like thirty minutes of that shit is gonna be Halo. Has to right? Like, like if I if I'm like I don't like to commit to anything because what I've learned is what I think they should do and what they actually do never seems to line up. Um, but yes, 30 like, minutes. Like, because they have to show the multiplayer. Yep. They have to show more of the campaign. What is the, the campaign? Uh, what is it like? What is the single player experience like? Co-op? Yeah, like, they have just so much shit to show. Show off that grappling hook. You know, thank you. Always gotta show off that. Like, oh, let me see if I can find the image. Yeah, oh, hold on. So here it is. So uh, okay. So the bottom half of it very much looks like they're going to show up Starfield. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to post. Uh, I'm actually no. I'll just pull the file up on the stream. Hold on. Um, add source. Media file. Bill Wolf wants you to describe the meme. Um. All right. There you go, everybody. Boom. <laughs> we're gonna be on about 15 to 20 minutes prior to talk pre-show of course yes so i was wrong the left side is showing like 2002 three four so they're like they're gonna be talking about their history mm-hmm. and then the bottom half definitely looks like starfield yep and then the top half is halo do you think the rumor is true and we're getting starfield this year this year that's what the current rumor is going around I'm gonna say no, no, no. If if I if oh, I yeah, the- wanted to be positive, <laughs> um, it, which I do, it is Bethesda has been keeping crazy quiet because they fucked up Fallout seventy six, and mm-hmm. like they fucked up a couple other things, and it's like, all right, we are in regroup mode. We have to figure this out. We sold ourselves to Microsoft. We need to get our shit under control, and they've been sitting quietly. When did they announce Starfield? Um. Yeah, how many years was that? Because like, yeah, you know, like uh, um, 
it was trademarked in 2013. Okay, it was announced. Well, it was announced in 2018. Wow. So but all they had to show in 2018 was, was like, like a, a slide. teaser trailer. Yeah, it's yeah. basically. So it was, and then they didn't say anything. 2019. Uh, 2020, 2020 yeah. 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 So, uh, I mean, now would be a good time to show a rough, like, look at it. Like a, tra- like, a trailer. Like, like, do we get the, like, big gameplay, you know, moment? Like, that would like, be uh, nice. So, okay. what is that game described as? Like like a Western RPG exploring planets in outer space. So if they're trying to make Starfield on the same level of a Fallout or a Skyrim, like that's a big game to make. Um, so they've been developing this game for, I mean, more than three years for like sure. For probably about four years, probably at minimum. Right. Yeah. Um, at minimum. So like now would be the time. I think to like a rough vertical slice of what they're trying to do with it. Mm -hmm. This would be a good time. And I know Xbox wants them to do it. Um, do they though? I would like to say yes. I would like to say yes, which in my E3 experience means no, but I would like to say yes. Yes. Uh, I think, I think now's the time. Yeah. I, Hmm. I mean, you got to announce something, right? Like, they're working on their Fallout 76 still. They're still trying to improve that. So maybe we get a big, like, update on, like, big, making big that patch. run better. Yeah, big patch, big patch for Fallout 76. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, hold on. So Doom will probably get its last DLC. Yeah. Um, you know, Forza will probably get more DLC. Um, it's like, okay, so we obviously know Halo is coming. World's Edge, Age of Empires. So we know what they're doing. Right. Coalition isn't going to do anything. They just put out a DLC and a game. They're working on Gear Six. They're way, 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 way off in the future. Yeah. Compulsion Games hasn't announced a game or put out a game in a long fucking time. Where they make? We Happy Few. That came out five years ago. Oh, they got to be working on something. So that has to. They could drop something this year. Yeah. That that so that's that could be one of their surprises. Psychonauts 2 is obviously this year, if not fucking this summer. Like, if not that day. If not that day, right? You know. Yep. The initiative is working on Perfect Dark. When was the initiative formed? Hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. 2018. So that's only been two years. Um, so do, you think, do you think we see much on Perfect Dark? I think we're going to see a small tease. I don't and then we'll probably see like a bigger, a bigger reveal next year. Yeah. Probably with like an in-person E3. Yeah. Yeah. So the initiative is... Um, yeah. The, that Yeah, I think this is going to be the year where they do like the, the one two-minute trailer for the gameplay trailer next year. Okay. Um, and Exile's working on State of Decay 3. That's, or no, they're, they're the Wasteland people, sorry. Doing this right. video. Uh, Ninja 3. Hellblade could be this year. Sure. You know, it's, it's been four years. They've already shown a lengthy trailer and a tech trailer. Uh, 
been a while. Um, it's been a bit like, yeah, Hellblade 2 could be the next one. Yeah. Yep. Um, right. They're indie studios. Are they indie studios? We don't know yet. Yeah. Uh, Obsidian, too far out. Fable, mm-hmm. too far out. Mm-hmm. Rare, too far out. Turn 10, eh, I can see a new Forza next year. And Undead Labs, I can see State of Decay next year. But, um, but yeah, so I, I think that their big gun for this year is a Starfield gameplay demo, a Halo Infinite everything, yep. and then a Psychonauts 2 and um, a um, Hellblade. Okay. I, I I think that's gonna be their big guns. And the I, think, I think Halo, the Halo Starfield combo is a good call. Space. Um, also, have, yeah, exactly. Also, what Stephanie sent me is it's really cool and inclusive that they made poppers for Italian people, and it's a very very tiny jar of tomato sauce, tomato and basil. Great. <laughs> did did that's, Matt? That smells good. Probably does. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm Italian, so we obviously love tomato sauce. Italian food is my favorite kind of food. Is it really? Even the fake Italian, like pizza. I mean, that is technically Italian food, just not the like American kind that you eat. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, I, I, I eat a lot of pasta. Lots and lots of pasta. Um, I like I like a good pasta. You're, you know, you're right. You know, I um, like... Um, I like good pasta. I like a good chicken parm. Yes, chicken parm is fantastic. Oh, both very good. Yep. Italians, king of the savory. It's very good. There's a lot of good Italian food out there. Yep. Um, um, also, really good desserts. You ever have gelato boy? No, I haven't uh, had Italian desserts. Uh, dude, you got it. Next time you're in Reno during the Italian festival, get some gelato. It is so good. When's the Italian festival there? Usually October. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, that pretty much, which is great because it's during my birthday. Right. Usually. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's enough Italians in Seattle to have the Seattle Italian festival. I was going to say, I had not heard about it as much as I've heard of like hot August nights and street vibrations and yeah. the cook off. Reno has an Italian festival every year. Okay. Damn. Anyway, where did, where did they hold it? Downtown. Oh wow! Yeah, they should yeah, have never noticed. Cut off downtown for like two days. Yep. Damn. Um. Yeah. No. Uh, having a solid like this is the Xbox thing. This is Halo Infinite. This is what we're leading with. Like that is a that is a good play. Um. And then Starfield being like there are expectations regarding Fallout and Elder Scrolls, and they need to get those right. Starfield they've been working on for a good long while. That's the brand new thing that could potentially win a bunch of people over like that's a good thing to go with if it's ready yeah absolutely absolutely yeah and then the rest you know fill it go um we'll see what happens Uh, Mm -hmm. do you think we 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 probably won't see anything of fable or teasers uh, at best yeah because we already got one teaser from fable yeah like i think a longer teaser and rare um i think we might see some sea of thieves dlc uh, yeah, I, I think a we're gonna get, thing of that. I think we're going to see some big third-party Game Pass announcement similar to the Destiny I want to see some Game Pass talk. Like, that's what I'm I'm really interested in. Just we Going forward, we will have all 
Square Enix games, day one on Game Pass. Oh. Uh, <laughs> something yeah. crazy. That de- something nuts. Like, they have the money, and they seem committed to doing crazy shit, so... Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, well, yeah. So, we'll see. Um, and then, yeah, Bethesda's gonna be a real interesting one. Uh, yeah, that whole that whole conference is gonna be really crazy. And then... Or maybe not. Who knows? But that's that's definitely the most interesting thing. And then Nintendo, you got rumors going around that are, you know, leading people just one direction the, sa- or the same rumor that we keep hearing that all we've been the hearing fucking for years. Time. Yes, which I was on the Nintendo Pals podcast. You should go listen to them sometime. Yes, you uh, should. This particularly the episode I'm on. If you want to, if you really want to, um. Because I talked about how I think a the uh, the uh, the concept of a Switch Pro is fucking stupid. Okay. So like, there are only two things I can really want to improve on a Switch in a way that would be anything meaningful. Mm. Otherwise, it is like the first one being, holy shit, that thing's battery life is garbage. Yeah. Please, for love of God, put a batter, better battery in this thing. Mm-hmm. The other being, its screen is only 720p. This thing has a higher than 1080p re- screen, and it's an OLED. Right. And my giant 4K TV is an OLED, and I have these bright VA panel screens for my PC monitors. Like, come on, Nintendo, just a little better, please. Right. Uh, so, I mean, they can try and make one that, like, technology-wise, tries to catch up with these newer consoles. It's not going to reach it. I mean, th- the horsepower is not the thing that's I'm concerned about that thing. Because, like, other than Monster Hunter, none of the games I really go to like are fucking horsepower monsters. Sure. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I, it, it depends on what their future projects are, right? Like, what are they? Yeah. Are they true, planning true. to try and push anything? Who knows? Yeah. So, uh. Anyway, I think that's the show, boys. Uh, real uh, quick, think of uh, what do you think? Breath of the Wild two talk next year. Next year we'll get the talk. I think we'll get a little bit of talk this year. Yeah, maybe just not like flirt with it a little bit, but the real deal would be next year. I think they're going to really double down on Pokemon Diamond. Uh, I think they're going to really, really. Uh, I think we're going to get. A, I think we're going to get a different Q four game with it, though. Um, I don't know. What. I want to see some more talk on the project, the Arceus it, game. Yeah, I'd like to see that game not run at 10 frames per second. That, getting an improvement, first of all, on what we saw would be great. Second of all, just a uh, further explanation of what that game is would be cool. But yeah, I think that's another one that's pretty far out. So I'm just kind of like, just... yeah, I'm not I'm not expecting it this year. Yeah, like so. I, I'm I'm very pessimistic about this year's E3. Like, I, I think that there's just not yep. enough. To go the around. Fact that we are, yeah, the fact we are talking, like, this entire time, up until this point, we were not sure, like, the people who are usually responsible for the leaks are like, man, no one has said anything about anything about the C3. Your microphone cut out. Let's take a break! That'd be nice. Okay, that'd, I don't know perfect. why that happened. I'd be perfectly fine with it. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah, everything was working except the audio for you for some reason. Weird. What fixed it? Doth jostling this cable. Cool. All right. 
Um, <laughs> technology, it's wonderful. Okay, um, anyway. I was talking about, you know, uh, Nintendo, if, even if they don't announce anything big, like they've just been on a pretty solid release schedule. So if it's just more of that, I'm more than okay with that. Uh, Pokemon, uh, you know, we got Pokemon, we got No More Heroes, we got, um... Yep. Mario Our game Golf. creator game is coming, Mario Golf is coming in the same month. Mm-hmm. So. So, yeah. Uh, they just keep going with that. I would love more Pokemon talk, for sure. Let me tell you. Um, what, what, what do you think chances are of a Mario thing? Probably not. No, last year with Mario, I think if anything, it's a Zelda thing. If not a Zelda, like, I think we're going to get those other two Wii U ports. Yeah. I think we're going to get those Zelda, other Zelda HDs. That's right. Yep. All right. We'll see. Is that it? I think that's it. So, uh, Sunday early. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Well, what 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 time are we getting together? Nine thirty. Let's let's uh, get together at nine thirty and be on at nine forty-five. That sounds good. So we'll be on at um, nine forty-five next week. Uh, so get here early. We're gonna be watching. We're gonna be watching all of that. All of E three Sunday, I think, right? Because it's just Xbox and Bethesda. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then but then there's also like Square Enix and all that. But that's happening later. That is later um, in the day, my friend. Yeah. So we're gonna be watching Xbox and. Th- Bethesda, um, that'll be taking place at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, so we're gonna be on early. Uh, let's watch that, and then we'll do our normal podcast. Um, Absolutely. As for the rest of this channel, Tuesday is ranking the MCU. We are going to be talking about Thor, Ragnarok, and Black Panther. Um, yeah, I've watched one of those already. Yeah, yeah, I saw you posting on the on the channel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Uh, the last uh, the last conversation got real spirited. It was nice. It was fun. Yeah, no, that, it was it was a good time. That was a good I time. This uh, one is also going to be a good time. If we're gonna if we're getting all four again, then yes, it's gonna be a good time. Yep. Um, that that's gonna be fun. You guys want to be want to be a part of that? Just tune in at around uh, eight eight ish p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yep, and we'll be doing that. Uh, that's gonna be fun. We want to get on, get in on that because at the end of that series, we're gonna be doing a bunch of different other lists uh, around that, as well as re-ranking the list. You know, making adjustments at the end there. So mm-hmm. that'll be fun. Um, then Wednesday is Halo. We love you. Uh, we show our appreciation for the Halo franchise. We are gonna be ending Reach. Yeah, ninety-nine point nine percent chance. Yes. Yep. Yep. So. That'll be the end of that. And then uh, after that's going to be Halo 4, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, yep, that'll be fun. Be a good time. And um, and Thursday, I don't know what we're going to do. Right. We'll figure it out. It'll be it'll be a stream of something probably, right? Mm-hmm. Unless we all call out. But uh, we'll let you know. Hey, if you want to be on the up and up, join our Discord. Follow us here and join our Discord. Follow uh, us that's on where... the iTunes. <laughs> yes, iTunes and Spotify. We'll be posting all this podcastness. So if you want to listen with your ear holes rather than watch and listen, uh, your, you can do that there. Your 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 earest holes, mm-hmm. your whole ears, all of the ears. So uh, and then yeah, we're on social media and all that fun stuff. So uh, other than that, I think that's a show, Bronson. We did it. It was a show. 
Um, we'd love anyway, you guys. guys. Love you guys. Hope you have a fantastic See week. See you Tuesday. See you Tuesday. Bye-bye.